right, what's going on? Happy Friday. Welcome to Canal and Bell. Danny Canal, Rajah Bell. Loaded show. Ton of free agency we have to get to. There is a fantastic idea that is happening this weekend. We'll tell you about that. I hope it survives and I hope it blows up and I'm worried about the price on the pay-per-view price. Right. Tell you what that is a little bit later. We have a very special guest. Max Goley is going to join us. Help us break down the AFC East. And I think he has a big prediction that's really? going to shock the world. So we're going to finish right. the show off with that. Uh, before we get to the Lakers, who have opened up this max slot, something's been eating away at me. Mm-hmm. And we talked a little bit about it earlier in the week, and it just still bothers me, right? NBA, great. Player-friendly league, all good. I am pro-player, believe it or not. What's up? Here's the deal. <laughs> Let's say you're you're working and you you have a job mm-hmm. and you make $100,000 a year. Okay. Right? It's a good, good gig. Right. They tell you, you know what, you're going to get uh, three weeks vacation. You're going to have to work the other one. We're going to three weeks paid vacation. You're good. And, you know, it's going good. You play a couple years, you work a couple years, and you get another option. Let's say they had a two-year deal at hundred grand a year. Right. And they're like, you know what? We are so impressed with you. We are going to give you a five-year deal. We're going to pay you $200,000. we are going to double your salary. $200,000. We're going to pay you five years. Yep. We'll give you four weeks vacation. Mm-hmm. All right. So then you're working. You're making that two hundred grand. You go through two years of the contract. There's three years left in the contract. Yeah. And you say, you know, I'm kind of tired. I need I need eight weeks vacation right. instead of four. Okay. I need to double that time off. Yep. And you guys just have to. I'm, I still want to make the same money. Yeah. But I'm gonna still do the same. Like, does that not seem like what's happening with the NBA? What? Is, where is this coming from? Who said they need more vacation? What are you talking about? You no, talking but they're about talking about less rest? game. There's less work. If they went to this 58, 60 game schedule, they're working 22 less days of work. There's no campaign out there from the players. That's lobbying to shorten the season. This is coming from the top down. Players are good with 82. Does it suck on your body? Yeah, but you sign up for that. I said it yesterday. I, I don't think there's what if they are movement. resting. What if they rest five games? Doesn't bother you because they do have off days. Like no, that's it, what I think. Vacation days are just that. They're off days. Ultimately, what the fan wants is to have Kevin Durant healthy True. in the game six, and if. Resting seven games or 10 games or 15 games ensures Golden State fans that Kevin Durant doesn't tear his Achilles, then it's worth it, right? Like, I I don't care about the 15 regular season games. At the end of the day, these are huge investments made, you know, by these teams. And so I think it's less now about the player asking for time off. The movement started as a player saying to someone who's never played or felt what it feels like to play all of those games, my body doesn't feel right. And the, and the trainer saying, Hey man, like you're fine. And the coach saying, Hey, get out there and play like they did. And the player saying, Hey dude, I don't feel good. Like this doesn't look right. Then one of them got hurt and somebody was like, is there something to this? Are there too many games? Then someone went back and when all these analytics became available, they looked at player production across, you know, those games where said player said he didn't feel great. And there was a correlation between a droppage and like a slippage in his, in his play and, and him saying to you that he didn't feel great. And so the, the team is now the one telling most of these guys, hey, dude, we're going to pencil in 10 games for you because we can't risk $20 million worth of investment not being on the floor in game six. You know who I want to hear? I don't want to hear from the analytics people. I don't want to hear from anybody. I want to hear what MJ. What is what Michael Jordan says about all these rest games? You can't listen to Michael. Look, why not? Michael <laughs> Jordan, Charles played Barkley, all 82 is even Jalen. Like, I love Jalen. He's my dude. But the reality is things change. And well, you might not like to see a healthy player rest, um, but – if it's ensuring that that healthy player remains healthy and doesn't risk injury tomorrow night, then I'm okay with him resting once or twice, you know, over the course of a month. 
All right, we might have an entire new staff on Monday because I am not happy right now. Coca might be fired. Janita might be fired. They just G-chatted me and said that was one of the top five worst analogies you've ever used, as voted by all members of the control room. (laughs) So I'm calling straight to the bosses and saying they need to clean house over the weekend. All right, so yesterday afternoon, watching the bottom line, the news uh, scroll comes across, and Adrian Wojnarowski reports that the Lakers, boom, just like that, all of a sudden have created the max space uh, that they need to spend on a max free agent. Uh, $32 million they created uh, by trading away Mo Wagner, Isaac Bonga, and Jer- Jamario Jones to the Washington Wizards, basically taking those contracts off the books. Right. Uh, Anthony Davis also uh, passed on his $4 million trade kicker. So all of a sudden you're looking at the Lakers, who were a laughing stock just two or three weeks ago, and now... Like, I saw Coca's tweet, our producer, and he was like, does everyone owe Rob Palenka an apology? Okay. Um, yeah, if you killed Rob Palenka, then you, you probably owe him some sort of apology because, you know, it's a cultural thing now. It's a societal thing. Like, we just jumped to the conclusion. We talk about this all the time. Before you even have an end result, we're, we're slamming you. Like, take a minute, let it breathe, watch how it plays out, and let's judge it off of, like, it's the end result. And we talked about this last week. And I, I use the analogy of like your GPS getting you off on the wrong exit, but still winding up where you want to go. That was a great analogy, by the way. And I said, they're right where they want to be. And you were like, nah, not yet. And I was like, they're right where they want to be, um, with those two birds in hand. Because now if you're Rob Palenka, um, and Jeannie Buss, like you know that you can do whatever it takes. And if you free up that cap space, you've got a situation now where someone wants to come. Like with LeBron, I thought it was still dicey. I didn't know how many people, but now you got AD and LeBron, you're going to get where you want to go. You're there. Now you just got to figure out how you want to spend that money. So if anyone was judging Rob Palenka, and this isn't like specific to Rob in my book, like let any of these guys, let any businessman actually try to execute his plan. And if it fails, then judge him. If it doesn't fail, like then give him his credit. But let's not be making judgments on the fly before anything materializes. That's not our business, man. We need to yell and get upset and say. Well, we do it. We do it. But then you got to apologize, right? Okay. Then I owe him an apology because I thought it was a disaster. I thought there was a chance maybe he overlooked and didn't understand the full salary cap implications, and he wasn't sure of the timing of the trade. And it seems like he had a plan in place. And uh, Bobby Marks, I think he's the ESPN, one of the ESPN analysts. Yeah. He had a tweet and he quote tweeted Woj the news that broke, and he then he broke the news that they had cleared how they did it by trading these players to the Wizards. Mm-hmm. And he there was like a subtle jab, I think, at everybody. Like, by the way, this was a really smart salary cap move. Like, you know, right. I, and I think it was a subtle, hey, all you idiots out there who are ripping Rob Palenka should have just wait until this, see how this thing plays out because we still don't know what they're going to get. Like, and it, it might, like we like I that's where I would still go. Is yeah, it looks great now. What what's what's the plan? He's navigated his way through the financial part of this. Like he and and really honestly, Danny, we can give him credit. It's worked out great. He might have lucked into it. I don't know. Like I'm not there behind closed doors. I don't know that this was his plan from the jump. If he had this brilliant master plan, like I don't I don't know. Sometimes you you luck into things. The the end result though is that it seems to be working out for him right now. The next piece of the puzzle is getting it right in terms of pairing the talents and finding out who's going to work together and spending the money wisely. Um, and, and that still remains to be seen whether he's good at that part of the job. But at, so far, you know, uh, he, he's done a good job of navigating his way through what was a really messy situation. And for anyone who cast judgment, you know, like, like you were a couple of weeks ago, I, I think some of it was fair. They were a mess. It was being run very messily. But, you know, there's a way to run that that makes you look competent and professional, and there's a way to run it which makes you look like you don't know what you're doing. And whether you do or not, you were running it in a way that made you look like you didn't know what you were doing. And so that criticism I thought was fair. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know who loves the move? 
Magic Johnson <laughs> absolutely loves it. Um, he, yes, he sent out a tweet. Wow, wow, wow. What a trade. What a big He's move. terrible. He, I, I, he needs Twitter. to stop tweeting, which is one of the reasons he said he wanted to go. So potential free agent options. We have this list up up here. Carmelo Anthony, please don't, right? Like, do we really want to see that at 35 years I old? I mean, li- listen, I'll tell you this. If you get him at the minimum... And you got LeBron, who's his buddy, and he's willing to just come off the bench and give you a couple buckets in certain scenarios. He, I don't think he can be a part of your nightly contributing no uh, package. But if, if he's from time to time or minimal minutes, I think Carmelo could be there for the minimum. What about J.R. Smith? Do you like that? Same deal. Bring him. They've already played together. But same deal. Very, very minimal. Not not a cog in the wheel like he was in Cleveland. Like a a. You know, right, he's a role player. Not going to. He's going to be very on the bench. low on the. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. DNP some nights if you don't need him, like that type of stuff. Yep, for sure. Jeremy Lin, how great would that be? Because we saw his pictures when he won the championship with the Raptors after that series. Imagine if he won another one and signed with the Lakers. I'm not in love with any of them. the only one. No, I'm not either. The only one on that list that I think would have real value, and I'm only saying this because I don't know what he did last year, would be Jamal Crawford. Mm-hmm. Um, as a as a six man coming the game with that second unit when you got to take LeBron off the floor. And he'll just go get you buckets. But I, I'm saying that because I don't know what he did last year. He might have fallen off a cliff. One of the things that was interesting about AD in this all of a sudden, this space that came available was the $4 million trade kicker, which he passed on. And then within an hour, it comes out that LeBron is giving him the number 23. He's going to go back to six. Yeah. Do you think that was any part of the discussion? Like, cause I've seen locker rooms. I've never heard of that type of money, but I've seen 50 grand. I've seen a hundred grand paid for, for guys that love their number and they want to wear it. You're Is telling four million dollars the number? Four million given back to the Lakers. <laughs> what what it took to get twenty three from LeBron? Hey, I don't know. I wouldn't surprise me. These guys, these dudes are so what it was. They're so they're so connected at the hip. They're so they're so much like uh, like continuity there with what they do. They're they're both rep by the same firm. It's LeBron's firm. I imagine this was a discussion that was had a long time. All right, Space Jam two then. Uh, he's going to get a deal in there. He's gonna I, make I don't back think this is million. a conversation that just started. They knew he wore twenty three and LeBron wore twenty three. Like this was something that was probably hashed out. Like, look, we're we're gonna get we're gonna get there. We'll we'll get it done. I don't know that he had to promise him <laughs> Space Jam money or and the twenty three. But it's all right, now you waved the it is four million dollars. There was a lot of speculation. Like people were really wondering that. I would hope that Anthony Davis says, "Well, I'm going there to win a championship." That's what Not, that you know, and he's already made. 150 or whatever yeah, the number true. is. Right. And it's four million is a lot of money, but you know what he's going to make that up in? In jersey sales. Cause they're going to sell a lot of 23 Davis now. Yeah. You know, like you're going to see that money in endorsements or whatever way you want. I don't to look think at he it. gets like per jersey sale. Like NBA doesn't work like that. You yeah. Know, you get a, a license collection. check. Right. Right. Which stinks for some of those guys, but it was good for a right. like <laughs> Exactly. I was in the same boat. Uh, so we had the list of role players. Yeah. That term. Not yeah. scrubs. Uh, that were on there. So some of the max. The potential players yeah. that could join. One of them is Kawhi Leonard. And it was interesting because there's a couple things about it. He's going to take his meetings in LA, start with the Lakers and Clippers, and the Raptors are saying, we want the last chance. It almost oh. feels like that move where they're going to keep him, the doors are locked, yeah. shut it, don't let him go until he re-signs with us. Do you think that matters? Yes. You do? I think being the last person in the room um, with someone who's got a tough decision to make, if, if you're talking about, you know, uh, 51-49 or, you know, like, 55 45 if it's if it's that percentage like the being the last person in the room has an effect that's the last thing you heard it was the last pitch that was made i think that when you're when you're ruminating on a decision like that i think that being the last person in the room gives you an advantage uh with that person especially especially if you're the team that he's just leaving and you won a championship do you know what i mean yeah Yeah. i hope he doesn't go to the lakers i would love to see him with the clippers 
and I'm okay with it if he returns the Raptors. I'm gonna tell you like this. Um, you'd love to see him with the Clippers. Yep. Um, see, I'm, uh, I'm not, I, I no, don't want to see him the on minority. the Lakers. I'm in the minority here. I don't, not about where I'd want him to go, but what I think that team would be capable of if he went to the Clippers, I don't see them as an immediate threat in the Western Conference. I just don't. I don't, I don't the think. The Clippers. The Clippers. They were a great story this year. They played with house money. They got a lot of great pieces. I don't mean to take anything away from what they did. I don't know as great as Kawhi is. If you drop him into that mix, they become a favorite to win a championship for me. Now you drop him in and you bring me another piece, like it's been rumored that Jimmy Butler wants to potentially go with him. Right. Or something like, now we're talking, now we can have a conversation. But I don't think you drop him in with Lou Williams, Shy, Shy, Gillis, Alexander, Montrez Howell, and Landry Shamit. It's good players, all of them, they're really good stories. I, I don't know that Kawhi makes them a championship team. And I'm gonna say this. He's taking a meeting with the Lakers. Damon Jones came out here and he tried to tell y'all a couple weeks ago that he heard the Lakers were in play for Kawhi. Really? Everybody laughed at him. He came yep. on. I came on the show. I said, if anyone is plugged into that situation, Damon is tight with LeBron. LeBron must know something. You need to at least listen to that. The fact that he's given them a meeting is very, very interesting to me. I would not be sh- – nothing would shock me with this situation, right? It could happen. Gosh, I hope not. I don't I don't want to see another super team. I would rather see – and. Again, for LeBron's legacy, having to build all these super teams, I would rather see him go at it with Anthony Davis and a couple really good players yeah. and build a good team that is going to get challenged. But I do think it does matter because I think Kawhi, obviously, we're sitting there looking at that roster. He's saying, I don't want to go there. You know, I, what else are we bringing? Right. And that that's becomes the, the Ka- conversation. Kawhi wants to win. Right. See, I don't think Kawhi's wrapped up in Kawhi's legacy. Like, LeBron might be wrapped up in LeBron's legacy. Right. Goat challenge. Ke- Kevin Jordan. Durant yeah. is, is wrapped up to some degree in, in Kevin Durant's legacy. Although Kawhi is in the conversation with, like, you know, greatest players in the game, I don't believe him to be wrapped up in his legacy. I think he just wants to win. And, you know, if it's hard to look at LeBron. Real talk, because now you're comparing the Clippers – and the Lakers, both in LA. That's, that's your desired destination. Let's take Toronto out of the mix, right? They're, they're both in LA. Which one of those would you, like, you could have said a couple weeks ago, the Clippers are in a much better spot than the Lakers. Like, they're much, you know, they, they're more ready to win than the Lakers. Can you say that now? Right. Not with the, can, not with the cap space they have you can, now. You can. Right. And you got LeBron and AD sitting there. So if it's about coming home now, like, that door's been opened up for Kawhi to say, hey, you know what? It's not really about legacy for me. This is purely about winning, and they represent the best chance to win next year if I'm plugged in to that lineup. I think there's obviously, like, it's the guys with the K's. I don't know. There's some nickname going around there with Kevin Durant, Kemba Walker, Clay Thompson, Kyrie Irving. you got all these guys with uh, the K's uh, mm-hmm. names. I think it's interesting because we also have, like, the five, four or five guys that we've spent the majority of the conversation talking about. Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Kemba, Kawhi, like, a similar yeah. crowd. But, like, right underneath that, we talked a little about D'Angelo Whistlin, but a Tobias Harris, Chris Middleton, uh, Chris Dops Porzingis, yeah. some of the other options that are out there that could be really critical moving pieces that could join a Kawhi somewhere. And, like, I'd be interested to see if, if, if you swing and miss on Kawhi of the Lakers, yep. do you go with one of these guys or do you go even a little bit further away and get, like you said, Brooke Lopez one time? Like, do you get a player like that who's not going to be quite as expensive? Um, and, and then you can add a few guys that are really good players. I, I think if you miss on like the, the Kawhis, um, the Kyries, the KDs, if I'm the Lakers, those guys would all be like, if you're slotting NBA players from one to like seven, let's say those guys are, they're not number ones. That's a rare error. They're number twos for the most part, but high level number twos. They cost a lot of money. Like they could sometimes sneak up and get max money. Yeah. I'd rather go out and get a few threes 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'd skip the whole two category because I got LeBron and KD. I'd go out and get myself some nice threes, middle of the pack, maybe lower rung threes that I could split that max up and, and, and give to a few of them to start, you know, cause you are going to need, um, you know, some depth, some capable players, you know, around. And you got Kyle Kuzma who maybe is getting disrespected in all of this because if the Lakers fought so hard to hang on to Kyle Kuzma, they see star potential in Kyle Kuzma. That's sure. what that says, right? So, you know, maybe he's being disrespected. Maybe he's the third member of the big three and we just, we're, we're glossing over him. Um, in that case scenario, if I missed out on any of those big ones, I want to spread that money around a little bit and get myself some threes and maybe a four. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Twitter, I have a love hate you going out here. See ya. Uh, it is Friday. Uh, I have a love hate relationship with Twitter. Mostly right. hate because it's so much negativity. It doesn't bring anything good, but sometimes, and same thing with Instagram, there are laugh out loud stuff and it's right. really stupid sometimes. Uh, so there's a NFL insider, Leroy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> just it's hilarious. Leroy. Just, just Leroy. Leroy. It's a dog. So, but he breaks <laughs> news. So, and it's pretty funny. So. Breaking news. Yeah. This is according to uh, NFL insider Leroy. Yeah. Breaking. Kevin Durant has agreed in principle to move into an, a New York City apartment close to where I threw up on the street from excitement and eating too much grass three years ago. Nice. That's great. <laughs> it's kind of, there's some random stuff on there. I, mean, I just found that amusing. Um, all right. So, uh, it's a part of my take, uh, dog. It's their official dog. Um, NBA free. So I gave you a scenario that I think yeah. could throw a, to- a total wrench okay. in this because I was looking at Kawhi Leonard, some reports on him said he's going to take his time. What does that do? Because that, to me, is that, the X factor. Because imagine Kyrie. Kyrie is rumored to have a deal in place with Kevin Durant to go to the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Let's say LeBron is like, man, if we lose out on Kawhi, Kyrie, you're my guy, right? Like, we yeah. rejoin. And if Kawhi is sitting there saying, I need my time. I promised the Raptors I would meet with them. You ever play? You, you ever, get really uncomfortable. You ever played red light, green light, one, two, three? Yes, yes. What you got right? going on here, bro? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what's on going on. On Sunday afternoon, everybody to every free agent is going to be red light, green light. You think you're getting close and they're going to be like, one, two, three. Right? That's Kawhi's, and everybody's going to be on three until Kawhi moves. That's the way it, he's the, he's the, he's the domino that has to fall, right? Like that's the biggest, the big piece. ones. You'll get some of the really small minimum type deals, not even minimum, but, but, but below average average type of deals that will still be able to take place by teams moving around trying to do what they do but any of these big pawns any of these big players that need to move in the game they will be held up by Kawhi because people are going to have to know where he goes to figure out you know who's available and what they want to do and that was always frustrating for me because I was one of those guys a couple times where you know I was only of value to you really 
if you had a Kawhi because maybe I could help defend and get you over the hump. So I, I was in that pool of people that was just on hold <laughs> until one of those guys went. All right, so let's let's look at some of these individually and some of them that might not be affected by Kawhi. Some of them will be. Uh, the first one I'll look at is Kemba Walker. It feels like he's a done deal to Boston. Is that the best, most likely spot for him? Um, yeah, I, I think for 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 Kemba, that's a really good look. Um, they're not going to do anything in Charlotte, and, and I, I know you, you know there there we talked about you know being the face of a city and having an association with the town and stuff like that. But the reality is they haven't proven uh, that they're going to be capable enough to put together the type of rosters to get them over the hump. Boston has a nice young nucleus. They've got a great coach. Danny Ainge seems to know what he's doing, although he hasn't been able to pull that mega deal um, yet. But I think it's a, a drop him in and, and ready to win and vie for you know Eastern Conference supremacy type of situation. Um, and they're losing a volume guy. So there there is a need for a guy who can go out there and get buckets. I do think this is a good look for Kemba. I, I would say again um, that this only works if Kemba is a better um, a better uh, teammate to some degree than, than Kyrie was in Boston. You know what I mean? Like if he's able to give up some of himself, you can't be a – 30, 30% usage rate guy in Boston all the time. You gotta be willing to give that ball up a little bit, but I think it's a good fit for, for Kemba ultimately. Uh, for sure. The Hornets can offer that big deal because of the all NBA, uh, third team because he's their player. He will have to take, uh, that's the Supermax, five years, 220. Other teams, a four year, 140. But the, it's a huge haircut, but they didn't offer him that. Right. No, you're talking about Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, so it's it. not on the table. Right. So maybe it doesn't hurt as right. bad. And so I'm not going back. If I'm him, the only way I'm going back to Charlotte is if you max me out. Right. Right? Otherwise, right. I, you, you can't put anything around me. They've got no money to spend. This has been a failed experiment as me as the alpha. We, we can't get any better. I'm out. Yeah, the report is that supposedly they offered him five for 160. So he's <laughs> only taking a 20 million cut. And he'll make that up in the fifth year anyway. Yeah, exactly. Peace out. We'll see you later. Uh, all right. Let's do Kyrie and Kevin Durant together yeah. because I do feel like this is one of those deals that's being talked about. These guys have met a few times. Kyrie uh, flew with him uh, during the playoffs, like checking in on him, uh, checked in on him in New York after he had the surgery. It yeah. does feel like this is a done deal to the Brooklyn Nets. Are you buying in on that? I'm buying this as a done deal. I don't think it's the best situation for him. You don't? For Kyrie? You think the best – or you think both of them? Uh, look, I, I like – I think the Knicks is always going to be big brother to the Nets. Uh, I, I don't so know. It's the exact same as the Lakers. Yeah, and Clippers. it's always going to be like that. You could fight, and they can be viable, and they can be run better. And you can say, "What? Well, what? Whoopie, 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 whoopie." It's the Knicks or New York, and of two dudes of that caliber, I, I think if you took your yourselves to to New York, they've got R.J. Barrett there. Um, you would be able to attract some people as Kevin Durant starts to come off of that Achilles injury. In the next few years, you guys could really be doing some cool things in in, in Madison Square Garden, and so. They, I think they'll wind up in Brooklyn, but I think the better destination for them, and I know it's been a train wreck there as of late, but getting two guys in there of their of their ilk would help cure some of that because other guys would then want to come. I, I think that would be the better place for them. It would absolutely be the better option for the NBA. I mean, I know the Knicks always get trashed because they were like, oh, yeah, they're supposed to be the Mecca and they haven't been good in forever, but yeah. they really do matter. Like, if they're good and a playoff contender and in the playoffs, yeah. it is a lot of fun. And not no no insult, it's to me an insult to the Nets, it's just, it's just kind of the way it is. No, I love the Nets. Like, yeah. Sean Marks is my dude, man. I played with him. Like, I, I, uh, Joe Harris, we had as a rookie in Cleveland. There are a lot of great stories there. I don't mean to take anything away from them. I, I just, you're talking about two different animals, man. And we, they, they, they play in the same league. 
But walk around New York and, and see how many Knicks jerseys right. and hats you, you see worn versus Brooklyn Nets gear. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And Steve Mills and those guys, I believe that they're going to do a good job there in New York. They got killed for the Chris Stapps deal, and I killed them too. Like on, for, but on if face value. this off, then it looks like a genius move. It, it does. And what I didn't know at the time when I killed him was that Chris Stapps, by all accounts, wanted to bounce. Like he wanted out. And so that's one of those kind of things where like, I don't want to have to let, I don't want to, let you go and not get a fair return on, 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 uh, or fair value in, in, in return for you. But if you really don't want to be here and we're starting to establish culture, then I don't want you here, you know? So I, I don't know. I just feel like Kyrie and Kevin Durant should go to the Knicks. All right. Let's keep it. Let's keep moving with a couple of others. Clay back on the Warriors, correct? Most likely. Yeah. But I, yeah, yeah but I most likely I'd like him in LA with the Clippers with the Lakers. Oh, with the Lakers. Yeah. That's a dark horse. That's a, I, what you, well, no, I don't know that it, I don't know that it, no, but that's where you would love to see him. That's land. just personally where I would see that fills a huge need there with LA. That is a spot shooting dude. He's used to playing off the ball. He's an elite level defender. You could give him the ball in, in minutes like when LeBron and them weren't on the floor and he can work for you, but otherwise he's happy to just run off of stuff, catch and shoot. That defender that's guarding Anthony Davis when he's screening for Clay Thompson, if he doesn't show, Clay Thompson's going to knock down a three. If he does show, Anthony Davis slips to the basket. Uh, I think he's the perfect type of fit for for the Lakers. I would love you talk about fun, like to see that happen. Yeah, I'd love to see him on the Lakers. Oh I think God. it'd be a fast. And then if you could get Kawhi and the Clippers and somebody else that's really good. Yeah, and then that opens up a spot for the Warriors potentially. So I bring in somebody good to join with Steph. Like sure. that would be a piece that I think would shock the world too. Because I think everybody and their brother assumes he's going to go back to Golden State. Oh, I think he's going to go back to Golden State too. Man, that would be fun. Max. That'd be dope. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, somebody that we haven't talked about too much is Tobias Harris. Yeah. Uh, where's the most likely situation for him? I was looking at it the other day and maybe it's the Sixers, like staying at home. Yeah, well, if Jimmy leaves, I, I think that that makes all the sense in the world. Because Tobias is one of those pieces where he's really, really good, but he's not a number one. Do you know what I mean? But he could easily, um, you know, do what any member of a big three does other than the other, than the number one, right? He could be yeah. number two or number three in a big three. He gets you 20 points a game. He's big. He can shoot the ball. He can create for himself. He's a really, really good piece. So it would be purely about... You know, whether he is hunting for money and going out and finding the max deal, then that would be, I wouldn't begrudge him that, like, whatever, whoever offers it to you broke up. Right. Um, if it's not about that, then you're going to have to wait to see where some of these dominoes fall to see what the most likely scenario for you to be plugged in and win is. And, and I don't really know the answer to that. Uh, something that I want to see happen, cause I kind of like seeing, like, I love that the Lakers have been a train wreck, cause it's mm -hmm. fun for us to talk about. I kind of want Jimmy Butler to go to Houston because I think it could be a total train wreck. Now, it could also be oh, awesome. Bro. They could all put it behind them and you win. win winning solves everything. Oh, yeah. It solves any personal uh, dislike, differences, whatever you have. It solves a lot of problems. But I also think it could be just – you could see – like we oh, saw the video the other day about them fighting here. Uh, it could be combustible. You could see it being really combustible. So that's where I kind of – but I do – it does feel like the Rockets are all in. Mm -hmm. You know, we said, are they overplaying their hand yesterday? And it does feel like they're going to do whatever it takes to get this deal done. I, I would caution them. Like, I, you can't you can't get so fixated on making a deal that you wind up losing Clint Capella unless you know something about Clint Capella that I don't know. Right. right. And there might be. Yeah. Maybe there is. But if, if I'm watching that, like just on T, he is a big part of what makes that thing go. He really is. His ability to switch out and guard, you know, perimeter players defensively, you know, his shot blocking ability around the rim. And then just the pressure that he puts on the rim offensively when he sets that high ball screen and rolls to the rim. If you don't have a backup plan for that, I wouldn't get fixated. Your pieces, they're, they're not bad. Yeah. You need some, you need some fixes. Um, but Eric Gordon's been really, really good for you. 
has PJ Tucker's been really, really good for you. Those are the pieces ideally that you don't have to move. You, you got to find better, you know, Daniel Houses and better, you know, Austin Rivers, if you will. Even though I thought Austin did a good job too, I, I don't know that you need to make a major shakeup. I don't know that you need Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is not coming in there to to be quiet and play the third third man role. He ain't doing that. Those guys are fully you know, uh, uh, invested in, in their roles right now. Jimmy's coming in trying to put a stamp on something. Yep. Just be careful. Uh, all right. Let's finish it off with not D'Angelo Wilson would be a pretty sick athlete, yeah, like be, a hybrid of Russell Wilson yeah. and D'Angelo Russell, but let's go with D'Angelo Russell. It feels to me like he's one of those guys that really is at the whim of what else goes around. Like the yeah. Kyrie, Kevin Durant, if they come to Brooklyn, that leaves him on the odd man out. Then he might have to wait and see what happens with the Lakers. Can they get Kawhi yep. or can they get somebody else? Like, you know, that to me seems like he's going to be the last domino to fall. Do you agree with yeah, that? Yeah, he'll be sitting around waiting. He is going to be plan B for a lot of people. And that's not that's not a knock on him. He's just a younger player. Um you think he'll he'll still get the 4 years 117 though, right? Yeah, I think he'll get the big money. And and uh, again, the question for D'Angelo becomes are you ready to plug into a place that's that's trying to win? And I don't see I say this a lot and I and it probably sounds crazy. You can do both. Right, you can try to win a championship. Everyone's always trying to win a championship. You don't have to sacrifice that for money. But there are situations where, like Brooklyn, they were trying to win a championship last year, but that was tailor-made for a young player to be able to spread his wings and continue to grow. When you join with other older players or established stars, sometimes you know if you're still on your ascension as a player, that'll stunt what you're trying to do. That becomes the question for me with D'Angelo. Look, what's your priority here? You're going to get paid probably in either situation. Do you want to go somewhere where you can be the dude? The ball's in your hands. We're going to live or die with you. You continue to grow there for the most part. Or you can go somewhere where you're the third option now. We need to plug you in and play a role. And to some degree, you're going to be stunted on your on your you know your growth curve. So you know that's the big question for D'Angelo and his camp. Welcome back to Kennell and Bell, uh, hanging out on a Friday. Uh, we were just talking in the break about kids' sports. There are some sports that I would definitely steer my children away from, just yes. from a spectator. Yes, totally. It's, it's totally selfish. Like, and my, my one daughter is a swimmer. I was telling you that. It is a tough spectator sport. Oh, yes. Like, I was, for early on, I was like, my wife, I'm like, we sure? She, and then she's been pretty good and she likes it. So we're like, all right, we'll keep going there. Volleyball was a sport I thought I would love. You did not? I like watching it, but I don't like sitting around these jamborees they have yeah. where you are there at 8 a.m. and you're there till 8 p.m. Oh. and they only play three games, but you, there's a two-hour break. This is the kicker. They have to referee other teams when they're not oh. playing. So you can't even leave and come back, like, go get some lunch. You the, are there. You pay all of that money yes. to play in the thing, and yes. they don't even hire refs to ref every game? They have the refs that sit up top, yeah. but they have the back lines. Oh, And they have dude. two. They have them all there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's shady. So that's uh, if you don't I told have you, kids yet, you'll have all that to look forward to. Right, you can tell my thing. Like my, younger son, my younger son, you know this. So yeah. my, my two older boys are long and kind of lean. My middle one's the longest. My... My uh, older one's kind of a hybrid of my wife and I. My younger one is all my wife's side, like a little a little shorter, more compact, like strong and right. physical. I was like long and wiry. Right. He said he wanted to do gymnastics. Right. <laughs> so what was your reaction to that? And there's no history. Nobody in her family, no, no. brothers, sisters that were gymnastics. Uh, his little cousins do gymnastics. Like, <laughs> but not in your not in your not, not, in not like your brother, yeah, you know, dad. You didn't, you no. Know. I, listen, I'm not throwing shade. Like right. I said to my wife, he actually might have the build. He might be a good little gymnast. He's strong. He's got little biceps. He don't even work out. But I... Is that bad? Am I bad dad for that? Like, I don't, I know. I, I think it's human nature. I think you're out. I think you're, you're doing like, if you, but here's the thing. If he does, I think you should let him try it. 
But if he loves it, then you might be all in. <laughs> and then, but see, this is like with swimming, which is kind of enjoyable. Yeah. Like my, my daughter's a golfer. I know the sport. So I kind of tell when she screws up. Right. There's stuff that she does that irritates me. A swimmer. I'm like, I don't go. Whatever. Like Whatever. go. If yeah. you win the race, it's great. And she does a lot. And if she doesn't, as long as you try your hardest to have fun, I'm good. You know, that's the easy answer. I don't want him doing damn gymnastics. Is that wrong? I don't. I don't no. want him doing gymnastics. I'm taking like, I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, Zen, your Try older brothers all. are on the football field all morning. Like, <laughs> yes. just come play football. Ideally, MMA. Like, he likes, he wanted to learn how to box. So I'm like, I gotta foster a love for something quickly or I'm gonna lose him to, <laughs> to gymnastics, gymnastics. So yeah. I have to get him into something. I could be an Olympian. You could see him out there doing the, uh, the pole, the floor, the floor exercise, yes. or the horse, what's or the, the pommel, <laughs> the pommel, whatever it's called, making me angry. Bro. All right, uh, so we love shoes on this show. Uh, we've done our, our shoe show da- showdown every Wednesday. We haven't done it in a couple weeks. We have to get back on that train maybe after the holidays, after July fourth. But Giannis Antetokounmpo MVP, Ooh. perfect time to drop a new shoe. I love it. Now he did. Now I, I think I asked you on the Travis Scott Jordans I had. If you like the backwards Nike, I love the backwards swoosh. It's I, different. Like because so many things. How many those things? are the ones dropping tomorrow? Yeah, those are pretty tight. And you signed up for those. See, I can I'm never in. do that. They're way too much like the Florida Gators. So I just simply could not do it on principle. Now the black. See, I kind of like those. Blacks are hot. I just oh, look. I, I my kids. Or they want them, so like I'm going down to get them, not because of the colorway, but because yeah, they'll be the like first them. people to have them. And have, so you haven't put your hands on them yet, but they don't look like they're too heavy. Like the LeBrons, I don't like because they're so bulky. Yes, these for a big dude who's six eleven, they seem like they look pretty comfortable where you could wear them around. Yeah, it looks like a low profile, functional. Like uh, it's more of a guard uh, a yeah. silhouette than a than a big man silhouette. And the best part about them, I think the price is one ten or one twenty. That's helpful. That's very helpful because you guys got to buy them for all your even the gymnast you're gonna have to buy him him some of those Um, maybe that's how i could get him out of it absolutely for sure be a a gymnast you (laughs) You don't get get all these cool you're barefoot you don't need anything (laughs) that's what i would do i would bribe them into other sports as soon as i could uh the u.s women's world cup uh the women's teams playing in the world's cup in france i am worried about this match for a couple of reasons one I think they've been distracted. Mm-hmm. Now they, they, you know, just it's all been well documented, right? All the stuff they've been saying, and they've—I think it's brought them together. Right. But it has been a distraction. I'm not that worried about that aspect of it. I am worried about the officiating. Yeah. Because they are playing in France. Uh, they are playing versus an entire country. The crowd is going to be insane. And I don't know. I don't trust FIFA. I don't trust soccer uh-huh. because it's so crooked. And I. I think they got gifted a couple goals in the last they, game. I thought so, too. And so I think that's going to register in the back of some ref's mind. And I also think if there's a, a lean, they're going to go one way or another, it's going to be to the home team that's hosting the whole thing. Generally speaking, in a situation like that, like you need to be a goal and a half better than the team you're playing against, right? Just to take the refs out of the equation. You have to be unequivocally better. I use that word a lot. Um, but anyway, like you have to be better. Um, what worries me about Team USA – and I kind of have mixed emotions about it because usually this is the type of game where they come out and they prove championship medal. You know, they, that's, that's why they're favorites to win. You know, they get back against the wall or in seemingly, you know, really tight spots and then they pull their way out of it and have these remarkable performances. Aside from the Thailand game, I think it was Thailand, right? Right. Where they th- the 13? I don't think they've looked great. No. You know, and I've been watching, waiting, like, you know, tuning in. I'm there when it, but they haven't looked great against anybody else. The last game defensively, they looked awful. Yeah. That girl getting a little, getting a little shook and they're usually really strong. Like, you know, you got Hope Solo back there before that. You had Brianna Scurry. Like you have really solid goalkeepers and, and, and backline, uh, defenders and they've, they've looked a little shaky. So, more than the refs, I'm a little concerned just because they haven't looked great. 
All right. Uh, so there's it's at that time of year when there's not a lot of live sporting events. Yeah. Uh, college baseball just ended, NBA free agency. But we do have an event, which I actually love this idea. And it's actually taking place in our backyard right here at the BB&T Center yeah. in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, and it's this 40-yard dash contest. I think it's a genius idea. I don't know if it's going to survive. And it's the same thing as the Phil versus Tiger pay-per-view event with golf. Yeah. It's expensive. Yeah. I, I set my number. 40 bucks. I'm out. Right. 20 bucks, right. I, I would have tuned in. Yep. Um, and then I asked you how much it was because I live right around the block from that. It's $20 a head to get in the building. Right. So you're looking at 100 to get in. That's going to be parking. It's going to be expensive. Parking, whatever yep. else you got. Like, I'm out. Some of the dudes that are in there, they also got some pretty good name recognition. Mm-hmm. Ted Ginn, obviously, uh, Pro Bowl wide receiver. Alvin Kamara for the uh, ring back for the Saints. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, wide receiver. And you got some guys that are, you know, if you're heavy into NFL, you'll recognize them. Yeah. But they're all NFL players. Like, so you've got some pretty good name recognition. I, what do you think is best for them that a well known, like Alvin Kamara is showing out or that you have a kind of guy that's flying under the radar? Like a John Franklin III, who's, you know, been out there. He was on Last Chance U. Yeah. He's kind of, you know, he's tr- a local kid playing. Yeah. Fashion. Yeah. South Plant. What, what do you think it's better for them if a Ted Ginn, who's probably, or Alvin Kamara is going head to head in the finals? Or do you think it's better if they have some dude who's blazing running a four one five or something like that? Uh, I think having somebody put up a stupid number is probably the best. Yep. Close second would be having two heavyweights square off in, in the finals. Yeah, they have a. They have I'm going to watch though. I, I'm going to try to. I'm going to try. I don't. Know, I don't want to say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> there are ways you, you can watch some of those papers. Try to pirate some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, they've got a youth component too. They're little young kids. Um, I saw one of them on Instagram, um, and a couple others that Coco was talking about. I, I don't, I think they are running too as a side event. Yeah. Or, or maybe they were just recognized by the tournament, but this thing could, it could grow. Which would be awesome. You know, it would be really cool. You talked about having like other sports possibly involved. NFL champ versus NBA champ. Like stuff like that. You get the youth component going on, like different leagues from across the country. It'd be cool. Yep. We'll have to see if it does. All right, welcome back to Kennell and Bell, Danny Kennell, Raja Bell, hanging out on a Friday. Yeah, we have a very special guest very we have special. to get to. My man, Max Gully. So we met about probably about a month or two ago, and we started talking about the NFL, and I was blown away at how much you know about the NFL. When did your love for football happen? Like, how long have you loved that sport? Since I was in, like, sixth grade. So sixth grade, and you're 15 years old now. Yeah. So just a few years, and you already had, like, you were blowing me away. You were naming guys off yeah. the roster, but you grew up in South Florida right here. Yes. And so what's your favorite team? Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins, nice. baby. So they play in the AFC East. So what we're going to do, Raja and I have been dying because we love football too, but we've been talking a lot about the NBA, but we want to talk some football. So we're going to preview the AFC East, all right? Yeah. So the division has been owned by one team. Do you know that? Yeah. Team? Who's that? Patriots. All right. So does their run continue? Uh, a lot of good teams are rising up in the AFC. Um, the Browns have Baker Mayfield now. The Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. The Steelers still have Big Ben. Yep. Um, yeah. So you think that's going to make it tougher for the Patriots? Yes. What do you think the Dolphins are going to look like this year since they've got a new quarterback um, under center? How do you think they'll play? Uh, Similar to how they did last year. Um, Yeah. So the big decision, big decision is who's going to be the starting quarterback because you have Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. or you have Josh Rosen. Who do yeah. you think is going to be the starting quarterback week one when the Dolphins kick off their season? I think it is going to be – uh. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Really? So why do you think he wins the job over Josh Rosen? 
Because he's a veteran and Josh Rosen is only in his second year. Yeah, so that experience is going to matter, right? Yes. All right, so you're also very familiar because of the Miami Dolphins connection. You've watched a lot of Adam Gase, the head coach who was let go, yeah. and now he's with the New York Jets who are in the division. Yes. Do you think he's going to succeed with the Jets, or do you think he'll have a tough time? I mean, he, um, he's working with a young quarterback, uh, Sam Darnold, right? Sam Darnold, yeah. Yep. And, like, their defense is doing good, yeah. Um, They got a really good running back from the Jets, Mr. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell. Yes, indeed. Mr. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's respect res on his name. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Respect on it. And let me ask you, of all the quarterbacks from last year's class, because you talked about Baker Mayfield, yeah. and then we just talked about Sam Darnold, and there's another one, um, uh, Josh Allen. Allen up there in Buffalo, AFC East. Which one of those guys do you think is going to have the best second year um, in the NFL this year? Uh, probably Josh Allen. Josh Ooh, Allen. Oh, I like him. And he so, bounced back. So we have a very crowded AFC East, right? Because you yeah. got the Bills you just talked about with Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. You got Sam Darnold and the Jets. You got the Dolphins, whoever's playing quarterback with yep. a new coaching staff. And then you have the Patriots. Who do you think is going to win the division? Uh, I think it's going to be the Patriots again. Oh, you do. All right, so what about the Dolphins, though? Do you think they have a chance to make the playoffs as a wild card team? If Josh Rosen performs good enough once he gets in, yes. Yep, yeah. and you know what else could be a critical component, too, is the defense. And you're a big fan of defense because you know defense wins championships. Yeah. Who is your favorite player on the Dolphins? Minka Fitzpatrick. Oh, he's a stud. Even though he went to Alabama, he's not bad. So why do you like Minka Fitzpatrick on the field? Because he's just a nice guy and a really good guy. Did you meet him? Have you ever met him? No, you just like the way he handles himself in the media yes. and the way he talks after yes. games? Yeah. Good pro. Yeah, he does a good really pro. good job. I, um... What was I gonna say? Do you like do you like um sodas at all? Who? You like soda, like pop soda drink? No. No? Good for what, you. You like candy bars? I like candy bars. What's your favorite candy bar? Uh chocolate. Right, chocolate, right? Like a Hershey <laughs> bar. Snickers. So this is what I always tell Danny about the AFC East, mm -hmm. right? You go with what you know works. So you like chocolate Hershey bars? Yeah. I take the Patriots because I know they're gonna be there every year. They do it, and I can trust that they're going to come out and do it. And I agree with him on the Dolphins, Danny, because if they get Josh Rosen in there and Josh Rosen can perform up to his capabilities, I think they can play for a wild card, wild card spot. I don't think that they're going to do anything with with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so either. I think he's yeah. just kind of holding over until Josh Rosen learns the system. Right? Mm -hmm. What about yeah. the best offensive weapon on the Dolphins? Who do you think that'll be? Uh, wide receiver. Probably. Probably Kenny Stalls or Kenyon Drake or Albert Wilson. Yeah, Albert, those are some really good quality players yeah. there that are they're going to be on the Dolphins. That could be some we uh, some weapons for sure. What's the kid for Louisville? I heard he had a pretty he was having a pretty good uh, like mini camp and stuff like that. Um, Devontae Parker, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see if he's got a little connection there because they yeah been injured a lot, but yeah, for you know. sure. And you go to a lot of Dolphins games, don't you? Yes, yeah, so I go to at least one every year. And you're wearing Minka's jersey all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, sounds good. No doubt. All right, Max. Extra seat, let me know, Max. Yeah, right? You can bring us. <laughs> we'll, we'll go to a Dolphins we'll go. We'll game together. together. We'll, we'll wear, all wear Dolphins jerseys yeah. out there and root for them for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right. Oh, awesome stuff. So Dolphins versus Eagles. Do you have a prediction on that game? Uh, I mean, um, 
Go with the Dolphins. Dolphins, yeah. Dolphins. Now, that's Carson right. Wentz. We that's don't know right. if he's going to be healthy. Plus, we have a lot of yeah. guys that work for the Eagles in here, and they'll be mad at that pick, which is good. A right. regression year for Carson Wentz. That's right. Yeah. All right. Max Goley, awesome stuff there. Right, Our buddy. CBS Sports NFL analyst. Thanks for the help, man. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. <laughs>